Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music, music teachers. You're listening to episode 94 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and this week I want to talk to you about patience. Let's get started. Welcome back, beautiful teachers. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode 93, all about my planning process for the new year. If it's one that you missed, I think you might like to go back and check it out. And if you did listen and you haven't yet come up with your own planning list for the new year or started brainstorming changes you might like to make to make your business and your studio run better next year, I highly encourage you to give it a go. Going through this process every year is so, so valuable and one of the best things you can do to make your business aligned with what you want, how it should fit into your life. So that was episode 93. You can catch it at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 93 or in your favorite podcast app or player if you missed it. Now we're going to talk about patience this week and the idea of patience in our teaching. But before we do, I have two notes to get out of the way. So the first is that I would still love to hear from you if you have stories to tell me about lessons you learned over the last year for our 100th podcast episode. I want to hear your stories in your voice. So you can email us a voice memo, just record it on your phone and send it through to us at support at vibrantmusicteaching.com and we'd be happy to hear from you and hear your stories. You can also record it yourself if you go to colourfulkeys.ie slash 100. You'll find a page there where you can record it right in on the webpage. So if that's easier for you, take that option, whichever one suits you. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And I need the stories to make the podcast work, so make sure to record them. The other quick note before I talk about this idea of patience, and I'm making you wait for it on purpose (laughs) because we're talking about patience, But the other quick note is that I have an event coming up this summer that you can now buy tickets for. So if you go to teacherturboboost.com, teacherturboboost.com, you can find tickets there for this two-day seminar. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be here in Dublin. So if you can make it to Dublin and, you know, within Europe, if you're inside Europe, Ryanair makes that super easy. We have tons of flights coming in. So I would love to see you there if you can make it over to Dublin or if you're coming from further afield, absolutely, it's well worth the trip and you can see a bit of Ireland while you're here. It's going to be 27th and 28th of August. Tickets are an absolute steal. 
If you're a member, you get a discount, but even at the full rate, there's still a really good deal because all of your lunches and delicious treats and coffees and stuff is included in the price and it's going to be two full days of action-packed, really uh, practical stuff that you can use in your studio and get you recharged for a new year. That's why we call it the Turbo Boost. So go to teacherturboboost.com now to get your ticket before they run out. So, patience then. Why do I want to talk about the idea of patience? It might be for a different reason than you think. The reason I actually wanted to talk about this is because it comes up with, well, adults. Piano parents and also adult students that I teach. Basically, anyone who's a grown-up who sits in on one of my lessons, they're very likely to say, oh my gosh, you're so patient. And I mean, it doesn't annoy me, but it isn't accurate. I am not patient. That's not what I'm doing in lessons. And so I want to dive into this idea of patience and what it means and how understanding this word and this concept can help us to move through patience to something much more useful. So what does patience mean? To me, you're being patient, or the comment, you're so patient means that you're actually having to put in some effort to achieve that. So if you say, you know, if you wait in a doctor's office for three hours for your appointment and you bear that well, despite the fact that you are just waiting, then you were being patient, right? As well as a patient. Whereas as a teacher, I'm not being patient. I don't have to exert any control over that feeling most of the time, right? If it's something that actually was frustrating for me, or I'm actually waiting for something, then I'm using patience. And I can be patient if I need to be. But for the most part, that's not what's happening in teaching, and I doubt it's happening for you either. I think of this as similar to the misunderstanding people have with willpower. People who say that, oh, you must have such good willpower to, on any topic, you know, it could be that Someone they know is really good at exercising every day after work, or maybe they, you know, avoid chocolate cake, or maybe they are just really controlled in their life in some other way. And people will say that they must have such good willpower, right? But they don't. The secret of those people, in whatever area you're envious of them, is that they have a routine. Most of the time, they don't have to use their willpower. That's how they get it done. They have a routine. There was a great discussion on this in a podcast, and I cannot find the episode. It was, I mean, must be four or five years ago, so it's not surprising I can't find the exact episode, because all I could look for was yogurt. But I'm pretty sure it was on the cult of pedagogy, or the cult of pedagogy, as she would say. And... I think it was on that podcast. Anyway, she had this great discussion about yogurt. Because, or yogurt, right? I should put the strong O in there as well. Because she was talking about how she'd gotten into the habit of eating ice cream after dinner every day. Because there was this deal on in her local supermarket. And so she'd bought it because it was her husband's favorite. And so she had it in the freezer. You know, it started as a treat. And then it had turned into a habit that she would have this ice cream every day. So she replaced that in her routine with yogurt and it was really a lesson about willpower and about how that's not really what we need, right? 
you want to switch out your ice cream for yogurt, that needs to be a default. And she already had that routine of going to the fridge and picking something up, so that was an easy trade. That's how we establish new habits, by latching them onto old ones. So why am I talking about this yogurt idea? Well, the difference between willpower and habit is a similar difference that I'm talking about here between patience and understanding. Willpower is something you have to exert. Patience is also something you have to exert. Whereas something being a habit, you don't. You don't have to put in any effort. And you also don't have to put in any effort into patience if you have true understanding, if you're following along with the learning process. And I definitely had to use more patience as a younger teacher when I didn't understand, when I wasn't as involved as I am now in the learning process. Right? So, patience. Are you using it in your lessons? Do you feel like you have to exercise patience? Or do you have understanding? And are you involved all along the way so that you don't even feel like you're using patience? That's what I want you to think about. And as well, if you have people saying that you must have so much patience and you don't think you're using any either, then let's think about where it comes from. Why are they saying that? They're thinking about how much patience they would have to use in your shoes. Or as an adult student, they're thinking about the patience that they are using right? The patience that they are exercising in order to get through whatever challenge they have in their playing. Because they're frustrated. They have that frustration. They have that frustration because they don't understand the learning process. They don't understand where they are and they can't see the bigger picture. Because if they could, they wouldn't be frustrated. They just see it as another step in this giant journey that they're taking. So. With what we know about patience and what it means to us, how can we help our adult students have this understanding with themselves? I think there are three things, three big components to this. The first is that they need to understand the actual learning process, and that will take repetition, but, and just them experiencing it, but it also can be improved if you explain to them what's going on. You know, Anita Collins who's from Bigger Better Brains, she does this amazing research and she's a music teacher over in Australia, she does amazing research about brain development and music and that whole area. And she talks about this idea of pruning in your brain, that when teenagers reach a certain age, not specific age, but at some point in your teenage years, your brain starts to prune itself, it starts to edit itself. And that's why teenagers have trouble focusing sometimes, why they feel so tired, and also why they get scatty, right? They start forgetting books here or there and not paying attention to this detail or that detail. It's because their brain is editing itself. It's a process that it goes through in the growing process, right? So she actually explains this to many of her students. What's actually happening with you here is this pruning thing, and it's pretty cool but it also causes these issues, so this is how we're going to work through it. Teenagers are able to understand that process as it relates to themselves, and adult students can absolutely, similarly, be let in on what's going on. This is why you're frustrated, because you're at this point. But what is going to happen next is X, Y, Z. And if you just work through this, this is where you'll get to. So alongside that, the second part of overcoming this 
patience that they feel they're using in their practice is them understanding that it's normal. If they understand the learning process and that you know about this learning process because you've seen it again and again and again and that everyone goes through it, they're going to have less need for patience with themselves, right? Because they're going to understand that it's perfectly normal. They're just an adult student and this is what happens with adult students. And this is what happens with all students, actually, as an aside. That's a common misconception with adults that they think that, oh, it's because of an adult and, you know, kids are like sponges. They just absorb this stuff. No, they don't. They just don't overthink it. Yes, in some cases, especially on the technical side, they do absorb it faster. But a large part of the difference is actually that they're not aware of how slow the process is or how long they've been doing it. They don't think about it. Whereas adults overthink everything. The third component of getting adult students to understand themselves rather than be patient with themselves is actually completely separate. And that's ear training. I have found through my years of teaching adults, I've realized that they can't hear what I hear. And that might sound obvious because obviously I've been learning music, studying music for a very long time and they haven't, right? Fair enough. But what I specifically mean is when they play a piece slowly, they cannot hear the melody. They cannot hear the final result. Whereas I can hear it, you know, the same as I could at a faster tempo. They're not hearing it. They need it to be the original or they can't hear it. They can't distinguish it. I kind of think of it as if if you slowed the piece down to like, you know, 0.25 BPM, yeah, I probably, it would take me an enormous amount of effort to decipher what that is maybe, right? So imagine glacially slow music and how confusing that would be to you. And I think that's what adult students, adult beginners are experiencing when they play their pieces slowly. They can't hear the final result within that. So encouraging them to train their ears at the same time is important to them, hearing the bigger picture and not getting frustrated by the details along the way in their slow practice. So what about us? When we are having to use patience, is that okay? Should we just be patient people? I don't think so. I think most of the time, patience is actually a warning sign. It's warning us that, well, maybe that we're tired (laughs) or not well, or that we don't understand the process that's going on. We need understanding of the situation, no matter what it is, whether it's a business thing or a teaching thing. If we don't have enough understanding over the motivation behind the person that's causing us to use our patience, then we need to delve deeper into that. Why is this happening? Whatever is happening, whether it's that a student won't get a scale or an adult doesn't understand your business policies, whatever it is, why is it happening? What is the barrier to them understanding, breaking through this blockage? And how can we remove it? Because it is our job as teachers and as business owners to remove the barrier. And if you are just tired, then make a little note to yourself that you have to improve your sleep habits and find a way to prioritize that. So I hope this little rant has helped you think about patience in a new way and think about the learning process and understanding in a new way. And yeah, just sparked some food for thought. I'd love to hear from you over on Facebook. 
if you want to further this discussion. And I would really like to hear your stories about your learning experiences over the last year. So please make sure to send those in or record them on the page at colorfulkies.ie slash 100. And of course, I would absolutely be thrilled to see you in Dublin this August 27th and 28th. Go to teacherturbobooster.com to book tickets for that event. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. One quick reminder that if you are considering attending the event, you should definitely become a member of Vibrant Music Teaching first so that you get that discounted rate. It makes it a no-brainer to become a member. Go to vmt.ninja to sign up today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.